Hey, I'm Bob Runkle, and for as long as I can remember, I've loved pop culture. Despite the challenges I've faced in my life, pop culture has always been there for me. I love talking to people and being a platform for others to share their thoughts and stories. Because if there's one thing I never get tired of, it's seeing driven, talented, and inspiring individuals follow their dreams, no matter what obstacles are in their way. And I know a thing or two about that. Welcome to the DJ Bob Show. I'm DJ Bob. Roll it. The DJ Bob Show, pop culture, past and present. And now, here's your host, DJ Bob. What better way to celebrate Arthur's 25th anniversary than talk with some of the creatives behind this iconic kids show? Today, I'm joined by Carol Greenwald, executive producer of the series, and director Greg Bailey. They talk about Arthur's legacy, what we can expect from these new episodes, and much, much more that you, Arthur fans, and children's television fans are gonna love. Carol and Greg, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It means a lot. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, George. I'm glad to be here. Does it really feel like 25 years have gone by? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> Greg and I, we, we, you know, we both were working on the show from the beginning. So I think we, we kind of, if we look at each other, we can tell the 25 years have gone by. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is also, I think it's been very fast and also, you know, a, a real gift to have this whole 25 years of the series. Yeah, it feels like there's a big hole in the middle that was missing there. But when I look back at my old pictures from the... When we the first couple of years on that show or the pictures with the groups of us, yeah, we've changed a lot. Yeah, it was 25 years ago by the looks of it. Yeah. And Carol, we can't just ignore the fact that you were the one who basically bugged Mark Brown to bring it to television. Can you tell that story? Sure. So, um, you know, we were interested at GBH in creating a show that could encourage kids to read. And we had done some research, we had read some research that said that kids were more likely to read books if they saw them on television. And so we did some looking for, we were looking for a book series to base a television show on. Um, and, and that, there were some book series that were being adapted, but it wasn't as broad, it wasn't happening quite as frequently as it is now. Um, although Greg had been working on the Richard Scarry show before that, so it, it definitely was happening. So. I did a lot of research. I called librarians. I talked to teachers. But the way we f I found Arthur was that one, a friend of mine gave my son the book Arthur's Tooth. And I read it. And like always with these kinds of books, if you have little kids or you know little kids, I read it again. <laughs> and then I read it again. Yeah. Um, it, that repetition thing. And But unlike other books that have I did that with, it wasn't one that I really wanted to hide. So I said, oh, there's something really here. This is a good book. I enjoy it. So I, I, um, I looked into what, whether Mark would be interested. And actually around that time, Mark also made an appearance at our local library. And it was a 
you know, he was like mobbed like a rock star. So I, I figured that this must mean that this is a great series. Um, so I called him up. And that's how it all started. Yeah. And Greg, what, a, what about Arthur, you know, drew you in? Because you're directing the entire thing. Yeah, I directed all the shows. I started off uh, developing the show. You know, it came in as a book form. And so we had to make it uh, make it an animated version of those books. The books are kind of different styles and stuff. So we had to sort of narrow it down onto one. So Arthur would always look the same from show to show. And yeah, so we developed the show. And yeah, I directed all the, all the episodes all the way through and all the specials. Yeah. But the way, the way Greg started on the show was Mark and I went up to Montreal to have a meeting with the animation company we were working with, with Sinar. And they said to us, oh, we have the perfect director for you. And Mark and I met him and we both thought, hmm, not the right director for this show. And then, and Greg had been in the meeting and talking, and then we got into the elevator with Greg, just so happened. And we started chatting with him. And when Greg got off the elevator, Mark looked at me and said, that's the guy we need. So we called the animation. We went back to the animation people and said, look, thanks for offering us this guy, but Greg is who we want. And he's been the mainstay for the last 25 years. So yeah, yeah. Lucky elevator ride. It's sort of funny when Greg is sometimes referenced within the series sometimes. Cause I oh, yeah. think there are a couple of times where Buster or Arthur will say something like, roll it, Greg, or like yeah. five little nods to you guys. And it's absolutely wonderful. Well, also, there's a character who is named after Greg in the show, Bailey. Yeah. Muffy's, uh, you know, butler is also a tribute to Greg. So here's a fun question for you both. In the Arthur universe, what character do you most identify with? I know it's a hard question. You go first, Greg. Ooh, it's always the hardest I'm, question. I'm curious yeah. to hear what you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always so hard for me to say that because I kind of connect with a bunch of different ones, I guess. Um, uh, I don't know. I probably would say... Uh, it's probably like Binky or, B or Buster, probably somewhere mm -hmm. in that range kind of character. The more, I guess maybe Buster, because he's a little more outlandish or something like that. Well, he's more of a jokester than I am, I guess, but yeah, it's kind of a, a little more crazier, a little more, a little more off the wall, I guess. So that's probably more of my, more of my personality than, uh, than somebody like Arthur. Arthur's pretty, pretty straightforward kind of character, pretty, uh, pretty good character, I guess. Pretty good guy. Not really me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, you know, I think about the characters. There's, there are a lot, like, for me also that I, that I identify with. And I think we've kind of, over time, pick, taken stories that have happened to all of us and kind of given them to different, to different characters. But, you know, I do love DW because she is definitely got an attitude. And I think that, you know, I have a bit of an attitude. Um, so that's, that's a good one. Um, I also love Fern because she's yeah. so bookish and she, you know, and she reads all the time and she's so passionate about, about reading. So that's another character that I really identify with. I've always identified with Arthur because like as a kid, I, wore glasses all the time and we sort oh, yeah. of into writing and telling stories and doing all that stuff so 
It's yeah, you maybe you maybe look like Arthur the most, Jim. <laughs> it's really full circle when um, in sixth grade uh, we were doing like a school play of Arthur's the Christmas special, and I played Arthur. So that was, wow. and I just remembered that recently too. I didn't. So it's sort of funny how this whole Arthur celebration has brought up all these memories because Arthur has always been in my life. So to have it still going with this this new string of episodes is really remarkable. That's wonderful to hear. I'm I'm so glad Arthur's been meaningful to you. That's that's great. I hope you like those last few shows then because we kind of wrapped things up quite a bit on those last uh those last four episodes that haven't aired yet. So what can people expect from those? Well, of course, we're not allowed to tell you anything specific. But I can tell you that we do get a glimpse into what the kids grow up to be. And also that, it, you know, Greg could also tell you a little bit about an episode he wrote, which, well, I'm not going to tell you what happens to the snowball. There's a little exploration of this, you know, the fate of the snowball. Yeah, we started, we started winning that last season looking like we had a lot of, you know, like judging by the fan sites and stuff that, you know, we had a lot of loose ends on the series. People were always debating things and, you know, there's a lot of discussion going on, not with us, but with, with people outside with the fans. So I think we had that last meeting for the last shows that we were going to produce. It was kind of like, well, look, we got to do, we got to solve these things. If this is really going to be the end of the line, you know, we got to bring it to some conclusion. It'll just be, there's too many loose ends, you know? So we did tie up a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, loose ends, and it's even the shows that have aired already, because I mean that was uh, we produced them as more than just these last four shows. We produced like the last 20, 20 episodes. Actually, it was kind of our last run, so we were kind of trying to tie up, trying to tie up some details. Um, you know, like Mister Ratburn getting married and stuff. There were there was a lot of things that were out there already that people were discussing that that we wanted to solve. And one, yeah, so it, one of them was the snowball, the snowball story that was always kind of left open at the end of the show to, to know what it meant. So I'm very excited to see them. Yeah. I think the Arthur fan community is one of the most amazing communities that I've ever witnessed. And everybody is so supportive and so kind and giving with their time. So I think this is a nice gift to all of us as well. Yeah. And we did the special with the, uh, you know, where the kids go to the fourth grade. So that was, um, you know, because people would always say, oh, they're in the third grade. They've been there for 25 years. So it doesn't make sense. You know? <laughs> so, so we did, we did have to bring them up into the next. That's literally word for grade. word what I said. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and DW did have to eventually go to kindergarten. I mean, you know, we knew that was going to happen. So. Yeah, but Mr. Ratburn didn't end up being her teacher like in that book. I know. Oh, I know. But, well, you know, we don't always do things exactly the same. I as know, the but come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, continuity was always a big thing through the series, right? Because we, it was all taking place within one year. So there was always something going, oh, how did he do that if he didn't wear glasses on that show? But then his birthday was on, you know, there's so many, so many things to get tripped up on that we we're always kind of really dancing on eggshells all the way through the 25 years trying to, like we're not crossing certain boundaries of breaking the continuity. Like a, we couldn't go too far, you know, and start having a 
if the character had said something in, in one episode about his about what the way he thinks or whatever, we couldn't just violate that on the next show and say it like as if he had never said it before. So we always we'd always try to keep track of that stuff. But there's so much so much stuff in those shows. The shows are so loaded with content that it's we've slipped up all over the place on being able to keep up and keep on top of everything, you know. And, and actually the fan community, which by the way, we love the fan community. We think it's amazing to have this group of fans. And we like you think that it's generally a really warm and supportive group. And so thank you everybody in the fan community for being there. But we do know that the fan community pays really close attention. So when we do screw up, somebody will always notice it. And that is great because we're like, oh man, yeah. I don't miss that. But <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, yeah, I put a couple of Easter eggs in that DW snowball, the new one coming up for the fans that were catching all the mistakes in the, in the, uh, in the artwork and the show, like the wrong background behind the outside the door and stuff like that. So we've put some couple of little surprises in the show for that. The, the name of that show is called all will be revealed. So there you go. You know, there's no digging deep to figure out what's going to happen there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. Arthur is loved by millions of people. So much so that people make memes regarding our favorite aardvark and his friends. What do you think of them? Well, you know, I, I actually am... You know, in in general, I I'm I'm really taken by the meme culture because I think it it's an indicator of how important Arthur has been to kids. You know, and as they've grown up, because they they go back to Arthur to to when they're you know thinking when stuff comes up and they're like, okay, it's the fist or it's you know it's GW behind the fence with their arms crossed or you know there, I, I mean, there's so many of them, um, and so to me it's it's really, a, it's great because it's an indicator of that long-term impact of the series. Um, I, you know, occasionally things feel like they go a little over the edge. Um, I don't like the violent ones or anything, obviously, but but I, I primarily, I mostly just really love it. And of course, like John Legend, that's just in itself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> People are just having fun and that's really what Arthur really emphasizes to me is discovery and learning and exploration and just learning who you are. I think that's a really good summary of, of what we try to do. I, I think that's a really good, and, and also being able to see yourself reflected in someone's character in, in a story um, somewhere in the show, which you might not typically see on television. I think that's something we've also really tried to do. Yeah. And I think because the show ran for so long and because it had such big exposure on, on PBS, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's part of everybody's experience or like, there's so many people that, you know, the, like, I think with the memes when they started, it's just like, Oh, the fist or something. You know, it's just like, like they just put that one shot there and it's only, I mean, it's only in the film for, probably less than two seconds. And, you know, and people are like, everybody sees that thing and everyone knew what it was right away. It was just like etched in their mind. I was so happy because you were like, yeah, people care about Arthur. Like, yeah. not to say that people didn't, but to see people that wouldn't normally post or talk about Arthur care yeah. about it was just 
cool for me as like a fan for so many years. <laughs> People that wouldn't dare dare admit to it. Yeah, and it's to the it's to the point where, like a long time ago, you did sort of you guys did an episode sort of saying that it was okay to watch a kids show at an older age, where Arthur watches this show called The Love Ducks or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what millennials are doing with this stuff. We eat it up. We love it. Yeah, I think of that one was uh, that was the it's a baby show, right? Yeah, that was the name of the episode. Yep. And the uh, and Arthur was kind of watching it in secretly in his in his house. Even DW wouldn't watch the show because it was such a baby show. But it gets caught. Somebody looks in his window and sees him watching this baby show. But I think at that point it was like the the Teletubbies had just come out, and it was really. It was really an amazing show and everybody was going, this is so bizarre. It was such a strange show. And that, that first came around and we were like, that was the idea to go to be something that'd be so mesmerizing or so such a strange thing only made for little kids, but really had a good value to it. You know? And that was the, sort of the impetus for that episode. But yeah, that's one of my favorite shows, actually. I love I that. The, I love those love ducks. Yeah. <laughs> we sort of styled the artwork on like Peter Max and stuff like that. It really had a nice, nice look to it. It was a good that was a fun show. One of the funnier ones. What does Arthur as a whole mean to you guys? Well, that's no no small question. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ask these broad questions and it's just like a big, like such a wave, you know, because you, you, you ask that and it's like, I'm going, wow, over 25 years, you know, it's like, like there's some real ups and downs through that whole thing. It was such a, such a, yeah, it was such a big experience, I guess. Um, I mean, that's the main thing I, the main thing I take away from it is how big it was and how, uh, you know, how popular it became. Popular it became was kind of a, a little overwhelming even at, at initially, you know. It was like we didn't, we thought the show was good and everything, but it came really, really big. It, it was like really a household, household word and a household name. So it, um, it really took off and that was... Um, you know, and it really, I don't know, we had things like we, we did like a Comic-Con Comic -Con, uh, discussion a couple of years back. And people came out and said, you know, I'm watching that. I, my kid watches the show and I grew up on the show. So we're like another, we're like another generation. I'm happy to watch the shows with my kids, but it's just, it had so much meaning to them to have, you know, two generations themselves and their kid's generation involved with the same episode. It really meant a lot to them. Or people would come up and, yeah, just uh, say how much the show really helped them out. It really meant something because they gave him a role model in the in the in the series for uh, you know because one of the we had the Carl who was autistic and you know somebody stood up and said yeah it really it made it like he was just a normal kid he wasn't didn't do anything spectacular but he's just a, like one of the other kids in the thing and that gave them they never got to see that in a cartoon before so it, it was kind of a really touching moment I don't know there's there's some points like that where just like just to get the feedback from people and you go wow it was really I didn't know it was that. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew we were making a nice entertaining show and it had some value, it kept reading and all that stuff, but people really, really personally meant a lot to some people, you know, and uh, when you hear that, it really gives you a good feeling that you did some some good rather than just make some violent animated show that makes fun of everybody and, you know, it was entertaining, but doesn't really leave anybody with the warm feeling. You know? And so it was, uh, I don't know, that's what I took away from, I guess, that series and the big point was just how much... Uh, how much it moves some people. 
I, yeah. I couldn't have put it better, Greg. That that's I think that's really so true. And and you know, I also will say I feel really lucky that I was able to spend most of my career working on this show because you know, I, as Greg said, we did not anticipate this show was going to last 25 seasons. Um, but as it continued, we realized that we had this amazing opportunity because we could build into this world a lot of nuance. And, and just like with Carl, Carl becomes just a character in the show. It's not a very special episode. Carl is in, you know, you get to meet Carl, then you see him in different contexts and different episodes. He's in the, the fabric of the show. He becomes part of the fabric of the show. And if we hadn't been doing, you know, that many episodes, we wouldn't have had that opportunity. And also, I think it gives you this chance to dig deeper into these other characters who you think, you know, and then you learn a different side. Like we had a lot of fun with Binky. He was a great character. Yeah. Um, and but but there again, there's his ballerina stuff, man. Who knew? Um that, which was something that we all loved. And also the relationships that we built up between people like Binky and DW really have a good friendship. And who would have thought? That it, was always right? interesting to me. I really liked that dynamic. Um, but before we wrap up, I would just like to personally say thank you for just highlighting disability inclusion whenever you could. Because seeing myself as a person in a wheelchair is just just gonna say it straight up, few and far between. And to see that at such an impressionable age meant the world to me and made me realize that there are people like me and I like that the world is seeing people like me on a broader scale. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that that meant something to you. I, 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 you know, we in our lives have people who have various disabilities or differing abilities. And I think we really early on said, you know, oh, again, like I said, we've got this opportunity. We know that kids are gonna meet each other and we want them to have some basis to think, oh, this person's interesting. I'm not just going to think about them in one way. I want to sort of think of who the whole person is. And, um, you know, our writers were really fabulous in, and you've talked to Peter, so you know how amazing he is in, in helping to create these characters who really came alive and they came back and forth. I think Marina was really our first character. Yeah. Um, and she, I'll tell you how she came about. It was because first episode, Arthur's eyes, Arthur gets his glasses. And, you know, you can see Greg and I wear glasses and a lot of people on the show wore glasses. And we thought, okay, this is just a great episode because a lot of kids wear glasses. But I got a bunch of letters from blind kids who said, we love seeing a character wearing glasses on the show because it means a lot to us. And I was like, whoa, if just wearing glasses is going to reach kids, we really should have a blind character. So we actually were able to work with, um, we in Boston, the Perkins School for the Blind is, is pretty close. So oh, we worked yeah. with mm -hmm. people from there and, you know, created Marina. And, you know, she's had quite a, a, also her own character arc throughout. And I think that was a great model for us to work from uh, as we went along. 
And that was such an important episode because that was also playing around with the idea of pop culture because the Harry Potter books were such a big thing and you kind of played around with that sort of idea too. Which yeah, yeah. Right. Henry Screever. Henry Screever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just to wrap this up, thank you guys for chatting with me today. And more importantly, thank you for the past 25 years. <laughs> wow, thank you. Bob, thank you for having yeah. us. And thank you. Thank you for also being such an observant and good fan. I, mm -hmm. One of the things I love is that you do really know the show and it, that, that means a lot to me. I think, you know, just for a little note, I just feel like Arthur is the best representation of everybody. And thanks for giving us a, a safe space and, you know, a place to go for um, decades now. So I really appreciate this. Thank you so much, Bob. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. And hope hope that those last shows will you will enjoy them and not disagree with them or let's not have a find a good <laughs> good uh, a good ending or a good solution to the whole thing <laughs> thank you guys so much okay thank All you right. thanks a lot bob bye 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 all right bye the dj bob show pop culture past and present